In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord Jesus, we thank you for being here with us tonight. Body, blood, heart, and soul, and divinity really, truly, substantially present here in the Blessed Sacrament. Jesus, we ask you to please increase our faith in your real presence. Mother Mary, we want to crown you the queen of our gathering here tonight in this month of May dedicated to you as we anticipate the outpouring of the Holy Spirit on Pentecost as we pray together. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father Tan is hearing confessions out in the confessional, I believe. So if you'd like to go to confession, feel free to go during my talk or afterwards. I think he'll be here until 9 o'clock. So we find ourselves in a very providential time Liturgically speaking, we have celebrated the ascension of the Lord and we are now waiting in prayer, in anticipation for Pentecost, for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. So I wanted to just read a little bit to help us get into that context. So here is Luke's Gospel, chapter 24. As they were saying this, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, Peace to you. But they were startled and frightened and supposed that they saw a spirit. And he said to them, Why are you troubled? And why do questionings rise in your hearts? See my hands and my feet, that it is I myself. Handle me and see, for a spirit has not flesh and bones, as you see that I have. And when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. And while they still disbelieved for joy and wondered, he said to them, Have you anything here to eat? They gave him a piece of broiled fish, and he took it and ate before them. Then he said to them, These are my words which I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures and said to them, Thus it is written that the Christ should suffer and on the third day rise from the dead, and that repentance and forgiveness of sins should be preached in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things, and behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, But stay in the city until you are clothed with power from on high. And now the ascension, according to Luke. Then he led them out as far as Bethany, and lifting up his hands, he blessed them. While he blessed them, he parted from them and was carried up into heaven. And they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy and were continually in the temple blessing God. I will pause there for just a second before we continue with the Acts of the Apostles. 
A couple of things that I wanted to highlight here tonight for our prayer and reflection. He opened their minds to understand the scriptures. And as it mentioned here, he explained to them how everything written about him in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms must be fulfilled, had to be fulfilled. The law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms. So it's a good thing to keep in mind that the New Testament and all that Jesus did and all that happened in the early church, you might say it was, it was prefigured or foreshadowed in the Old Testament. And the Old Testament was fulfilled in the New. So there, there were many different types of Christ, Christ-like figures, if you will, in the Old Testament that pointed in some way, but an incomplete way, of course, to the Christ, Jesus, and his mission of saving the world. But I think it's a grace that we should all ask for tonight. You might even say it's one of the, the blessings of receiving baptism in the Spirit, something we want to pray for tonight, and that is a better understanding of the Scriptures. They tend to come to life more as we are filled with the Spirit more. And we tend to make all kinds of connections as we read Scripture with the help of the Holy Spirit that just gives us a greater understanding of God's plan of salvation and how we fit into that in a personal way. So all of that's really good stuff. Those are all really good graces. And so Jesus tonight... I just pray that all of us here would receive the grace of a greater understanding of the scriptures and how you fulfilled them totally and completely and how you now invite us to be a part of your story of the history of salvation by actively participating with you with the help of the Holy Spirit in making all things new in building your kingdom on earth as a foretaste of heaven. Another word that I wanted to highlight here. Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you. The promise is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. Stay in the city until you are clothed with power from on high. So the Holy Spirit is the promise and the power. And he's much more than that. I mean, he's God. He's the third person of the Trinity. But it helps us because he is a spirit. It helps us to have some words and ideas to help us appreciate who he is. He's the love of God, but he's also the power of God. The Greek word here for power is dunamis, which is where we get our word for dynamite. So you might think of the Holy Spirit as the dynamite that Jesus wants to blow up to set fire to the world. He said that, that I came to set the world on fire and how I wish it were already blazing 
What does he mean by that? That he came to not just get us into heaven, but to get heaven into each and every one of us, the members of his mystical body, which is what happened because of our baptism. We were, you might say, incorporated into the body of Christ. We were made sons and daughters of God because of our baptism. We received sanctifying grace, which is his, his very presence in our souls. And not only that, but as we were then confirmed, he also gave us this special power, more charisms, you might say, more gifts to spread that fire and to build his kingdom to to preach the good news and to not only preach the message but to demonstrate the divine power that's a paradigm for me that's been very impactful over these last couple years i just graduated from the encounter school of ministry last night so some of my friends here have graduated some graduated with me uh, last night And that's one of the things that we've been learning, that whenever Jesus proclaimed the gospel message, it was always accompanied by a demonstration of divine power. Now that you know that, whenever you read the gospel, it's going to pop for you. If you read enough of the verses, whenever Jesus is proclaiming some message, whenever he's preaching, usually right after that, somewhere, is some demonstration of divine power. There's some miracle. There's some healing. There's some sign or wonder that he does so that the people will believe that what he's saying is true. And so that they have a personal experience of God's love for them. I like to say that's the Holy Spirit's job. And the Holy Spirit likes to do his job, and he always does a good job of communicating the presence and the power and the love of the Father and the Son. It's what they've been doing for all eternity. I think John Paul II liked to call it the the Trinity, this communion of love, this eternal exchange of love. They enfold each other in this eternal embrace of tender, passionate, faithful, fruitful love. That's the Trinity. And we've been incorporated into that. We've been made partakers of that. They've shared that unconditional divine love with us. And they want us to believe that more and more. So that they can prove it more and more. I was praying with somebody recently. I said, look, you may not believe it with all your heart. When you say, Jesus, I believe that you love me. Jesus, I believe that you love to love me. Jesus, I believe that you totally delight in me. And she looked at me kind of cross-eyed like, I don't know if I believe that, Father. (laughs) I said, it's okay if you don't fully believe it. But just keep making the act of faith. And let God prove it for you. He loves to prove that. He loves to prove that. 
So let's do that right now. I'm going to do a little activation here. So I'm going to ask you to repeat after me. We're going to make some acts of faith all together. And that's just going to kind of, you might say, open the doors here so that the spirit can just start to flow more freely. Okay? So repeat after me. Jesus, I believe believe. that you love me unconditionally. Jesus, I believe that you love to be here with me. Jesus, I believe that I totally make you happy. Jesus, I believe that you delight in me. Jesus, I believe that you love to see me. Jesus, I believe. That you love to hold me. Jesus, I believe. That you love to comfort me. Jesus, I believe. That you love to affirm me. Jesus, I believe. That you have good plans for me. Jesus, I believe. That you love to forgive me. Jesus, I believe that you love to heal me. Jesus, I believe that you love to bless me. Thank you, Lord. How many of you felt the Holy Spirit come on you just as we made those acts of faith? Did you feel some tingling? Yeah. Raise your hand if you felt some tingling, some heat, some peace come over you. Okay, good. So you may not even be aware, but those are signs of God's presence, right? So you might feel a tingling in your hands, over your head, in your chest. Your chest might start to pound. You might feel warm. You might feel cool. You might just all of a sudden feel a a weight come upon you. I call it the weight of glory, the weight of God's glory. Sometimes you just feel like, whoa, real heavy. Or you want to rest in the spirit. Those are all signs of God's presence. God wants you to feel his presence. He wants to communicate to you his divine affection. And his holy presence. I was... uh, I was out east this weekend. I got to accompany Father Patrick Gagno. I know some of you, maybe many of you know Father Patrick Gagno from the Archdiocese of Detroit. Well, he and I got to travel together along with uh, a young man named Jay, a family man, uh, who was our worship leader. We traveled to Worcester, Connecticut. Father Patrick was saying Worcester. I'm like, no, 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 Father Patrick. It's Worcester. (laughs) Worcester? I'm like, I know. Just trust me. It's Worcester. So we went to Worcester, Massachusetts. We parked our car outside of the church, had some coffee, and we led a school of healing from Friday night to Saturday night at Our Lady of Chestahova Parish Church there. Beautiful. And then Sunday morning, we went to the Legionaries of Christ Novitiate in Cheshire, Connecticut. And we got to pray with the brothers there. And I was saying to the brothers, you know, I often minister to women and I said, if they cry, it's really not a big deal. It happens all the time. But when I pray over men and they cry, that excites me. <laughs> I'm like, yes, Holy Spirit. 
So tears, tears can be another sign of the spirit because you're moved to tears. When that happens, that's God. That's the Holy Spirit at work. Penetrating your heart. And his love just comes over you. And it, it displaces, I like to say, sadness, shame, guilt. I was praying with a, another guy recently and, you know, having some trouble in his marriage. And I brought him into my chapel at my house and just started praying over him. And yeah, the tears were flowing. But he just said he felt so much freer. And that's another sign of the spirit. For, for, for freedom, Christ has set us free. Galatians 5.1. It's one of Christopher West's favorite scripture passages. Galatians 5.1. For freedom, Christ has set us free. So when you start to feel freer, when you feel that you're able to receive love and that you're able to share love more freely, that's a sign of the Spirit. That's another effect of being baptized in the Holy Spirit. Let's keep reading. Speaking of baptism in the Spirit, let's go to Acts 1 now. Acts chapter 1. The promise of the Holy Spirit. So this is Luke, who also writes the Acts of the Apostles. In the first book, O Theophilus, I have dealt with all that Jesus began to do and teach until the day when he was taken up after he had given commandment through the Holy Spirit to the apostles whom he had chosen. To them, he presented himself alive after his passion by many proofs. See that? He likes to prove things, his existence, his love. Appearing to them during 40 days and speaking of the kingdom of God. And while staying with them, he charged them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father. Repeat after me. The promise is the Holy Spirit. The promise is the Holy Spirit, which he said, you heard from me. For John baptized with water, but before many days, you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Let's make that act of faith. Jesus, I believe, Jesus, I believe. that I shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit. I want to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. I want to be set on fire. I want to be free. I want to receive your love and give your love freely. Amen. Let's keep going. So when they had come together, they asked it, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, it is not for you to know times or seasons which the Father has fixed by his own authority, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Let's make that act of faith. In the name of Jesus, I believe and I declare the truth. That I shall be a witness of Jesus to the ends of the earth. Amen. 
And when he had said this, as they were looking on, he was lifted up and a cloud took him out of their sight. And while they were gazing into heaven as he went, behold, two men stood by them in white robes and said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into heaven? This Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. So yes, one of the things about the ascension is that Jesus in the flesh, in his human nature and in his divine nature, goes to the Father. And as it says in the Mass, where he, our head, has gone, we, his mystical body, hope to follow. We hope to follow, but we we already have the access to the Father's throne. If you've heard me preach, you know that I like to, you know, blow our minds for a second, right? So we believe that Jesus, the Son of God, is at the right hand of the Father. Amen? Amen. Outside of time, right? And we believe that he's right here in time with us in the Blessed Sacrament. Amen? Amen? So he's outside of time and inside of time all at the same time. Whoa. Boom. Right? Only God can do that. Only God can do that. But it's true. It's true. So this is a kind of, of portal of sorts. You know, it's the real presence of God. But he's also at the right hand of the Father. He wanted to, I like to say, prolong his presence all throughout time through the Blessed Sacrament. So this is a great mystery here. This is a great mystery Nobody can pretend to, to totally understand it or, or appreciate it this side of heaven. I believe only when we get to heaven will we fully appreciate the, the great mystery and the great love that is really present here and, and the, the powerful presence. Because as we believe in his presence here, he necessarily wants to lift us up with him. Through him, uh, through him, with him, and in him, we pray at the Mass, right? The priest prays that at the end of the Eucharistic prayer. Through him, with him, in him. In the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours, Almighty Father, forever and ever. Amen. And then we pray the great Amen all together. Amen, Amen right? And so we're constantly being invited to have our minds and our hearts with Jesus at the right hand of the Father. Paul talks about that all throughout his letters. Set your mind and set your heart on the things that are above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of the Father in glory. And that's living by faith. That's living by faith because he knows that this side of heaven, there's all kinds of trouble. He said it at the Last Supper. In this world, you're going to have trouble. But take courage. I've overcome the world. So in a sense, we don't have anything to be afraid of. We don't even have to be afraid of death anymore. I want to go to heaven because I know who it is that awaits me. I know that he wants me there. 
He prays that at the Last Supper. Father, I pray that those you have given me may be with me. I want those that you have given me to be with me so that we can all be one. Share with them the same glory that you shared with me from the foundation of the world. The Holy Spirit is the glory. Not only is he the power, but he's the glory. Let's say that. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I believe and I declare the truth. I believe and I declare the truth. That the Holy Spirit is the glory. The Holy Spirit is the glory. That God wants to put into me. So that I can share in his glory. Amen. Okay, so here comes the glory. Chapter 2 of Acts. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. And suddenly a sound came from heaven like the rush of a mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared to them tongues as a fire distributed and resting on each one of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. A really cool story about the gift of tongues. There's human tongues. There's angelic tongues. At this parish in, in uh, Worcester, where we were this past weekend, the pastor's Polish. He's in his mid-50s. He's been here in the States for many years but he still has rather broken English. But we prayed over him, and he stayed last Friday night for the baptism in the Holy Spirit uh, service and, and prayer. And then he had the early morning parish mass at 7.30 in English before we really got our school of healing going that morning. So he comes back to the rector, and he says, Fathers, he's like, you'll never guess what happened. I preached in English this morning like never before, <laughs> with greater confidence, with greater understanding, greater facility, you know? I believe I got the gift of tongues. <laughs> I can speak English now much better. He was so happy. He was so happy. So for those of you who maybe don't speak English as a first language, or, or maybe you're trying to learn Spanish or some other foreign language right now, you can pray for that tonight, the gift of tongues that you can understand it better and speak it better. How about that? So God wants, again, to put heaven into us. He wants to put his glory, his power, and his love into each and every one of us. So that we can build his kingdom, so that we can preach the gospel, so that we can demonstrate the power and the love of God in our lives. And we're going to do that tonight. We've got prayer teams who are ready, who are trained and who are ready and who are excited about praying for you because they've been filled with the Holy Spirit. And now they want to share that with you. They want to pray for healing. Last time we were here, we had a woman. It was towards the end of the night. I vaguely remember who she was. I've, I've talked to her since, but it was towards the end of the night. She was really agitated because she was in a lot of pain. And we prayed for her. She got absolutely no relief in the moment. <laughs> but the next morning she woke up in practically no pain. 
And we, this weekend, we had all kinds of miracles happening at the, at the School of Healing. It was beautiful to see. Even the pastor had his back pain healed. Uh, we prayed for seminarians in Cheshire. I prayed with a brother who had his right ankle healed. All kinds of things. Nothing is too small and nothing is too big. I can't remember if I told this story last time. I think I told the story about my mom's friend Donna that I prayed with over the phone who was in a level nine pain. And after we were done praying, she was in zero pain. But I know what happened since then too. She went for her cancer checkup because she's been battling sarcoma for nine years. And she recently went for her cancer checkup where they injected her with the dye. She had the CAT scan. She came back completely cancer free. No sarcoma after nine years. So maybe some of you here tonight are, are looking for a miracle. And I believe God has more miracles in store for us here tonight. There are more healings. There are, and it can be an interior healing, a spiritual healing, an emotional healing. We're not going to be praying for that necessarily. But even as you hear me preach and as you praise the Lord and as maybe you go to confession or just receive baptism in the Holy Spirit, you can receive all kinds of healing. So we're going to pray for that now. It's, yeah, it's 748. So I'm going to pray a, a quick prayer, a, a corporate prayer over everybody before I bring Jesus around. I'll pray for healing. I'll pray for baptism in the Holy Spirit. And then after I go around, we'll have prayer teams in the back. And so when you come up to the prayer teams, you can ask for physical healing or you can ask for uh, baptism in the Holy Spirit. Or you can ask for a prophetic word, a word of encouragement from the Lord. If you're looking for a little direction, a little inspiration. So those are, that's the menu for tonight. Physical healing, baptism in the Spirit, or a word of prophecy, uh, an encouraging word. Can I get an amen? amen? Okay. Let's pray. If you want to kneel right now, feel free. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit to come upon all of us right now. Holy Spirit, come. Veni Creator Spiritus, come, creating spirit, fall afresh on us. We're hungry for the power, Lord. We're desperate for you, and we have great expectation here tonight. It's a great little formula. Desperation plus expectation leads to an invitation for God to come and an impartation of his power and presence. So Lord, we invite you to come. Come in power. Come in glory. Come Holy Spirit. Fall afresh on us right now. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on everybody here. Jesus, Jesus, pour out your spirit. Jesus, baptize us with your Holy Spirit. It's what you came to do, Lord. It's what you desire to do. We believe that you will do it here tonight again. As you've done it before, we believe that you will do it again. Holy Spirit, come. Everyone pray with me. Holy Spirit, come. Spirit of the living God. Fall afresh on me. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, set me on fire, set me on fire. 
Set my heart on fire. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. In a new way. In a fresh way. Baptize me with the Holy Spirit. Give me new gifts. And fan into flame the gifts that you have already given me. I pray for healing tonight. I pray for prophecy. Holy Spirit, come. Now just receive. Just receive. Just receive.